conservative leader Pierre Polyev is calling on Twitter to list all accounts owned by the CBC as government-funded media. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau gave Canadians some questionable financial advice after he suggested they should use their credit cards to pay for large purchases such as tuition and home renos. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith is confident a new investigation launched by Alberta's Ethics Commissioner into whether the Premier interfered in the judicial system will uncover no wrongdoing. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, April 12th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. I'm Cosman Georgia. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Should CBC be labeled as government-funded media on Twitter? Conservative leader Pierre Polyev seems to think so. In a letter addressed to the tech giant, Polyev wrote, quote, I believe that Twitter should apply the government-funded media label to the CBC's various news-related accounts, including at CBC, at CBC News, and at CBC Alerts. In the letter, Polyev links the CBC's 2020 to 2021 annual report showing the broadcaster received nearly $1.24 billion in public funding. Twitter's platform use guidelines describe government-funded media as outlets where the government provides some or all of the outlet's funding and may have varying degrees of government involvement over editorial content. Twitter made waves on the weekend by applying the label to several BBC properties. While BBC is funded by mandatory license fees, CBC is directly subsidized by the Canadian federal government. Cosman, this is a pretty funny story. I can imagine CBC getting super upset if that label is applied. I believe there was a day a couple weeks ago where they were accidentally given that label and they quickly had it removed, but even that caused quite the controversy online. I'm wondering though, what will the label of government-funded media on CBC accounts actually accomplish? Well, I think first of all, it'll show that Twitter is applying a consistent brand to state-affiliated media. I mean, they've only started releasing this label in the past few years. And as you mentioned, they applied it to the BBC. But before that, uh, it was NPR that was uh, also tagged with the state-affiliated label by Twitter. And if you actually look at their funding model, the amount of funds they get from the the federal government is astronomically smaller than the share CBC gets. So if anything, this label should apply to the CBC. And I, I don't really understand why it hasn't been tagged on yet. And the other thing that applying this label will do, it'll just spread awareness about CBC's funding model and the fact that they receive a vast majority of their of their income from the federal government which is, in my eyes, a step towards transparency and accountability because CBC is never going to label itself while they you know, have this web page that you can go to and see its funding. It's nowhere directly on their website or on their stories. Nobody really knows uh, if you have a first gander at a CBC News story that they receive most of their funding from the government. I think you raised some really good arguments. I think that it is noteworthy that Twitter has applied this label to the BBC and to NPR as well. I actually think there's a pretty good chance that CBC will be given this label. I agree it's surprising that it hasn't happened yet, but I think, again, there's a very good chance that Elon Musk will take a look at this and decide to go back and apply that label to CBC as well. 
You were mentioning a little bit before about accountability. This spreads awareness for Canadians who might not be aware of CBC's funding model and how that compares to an outlet like ours, for example, or to other independent media. How else would this label help apply accountability and maybe show what CBC's coverage is angled towards? Well, one thing I mentioned on Twitter is that it's important to look at CBC's governance structure as well. Um, Most people don't know this, but their board of directors is directly appointed by the governor and council, which is just like a fancy word for for a minister. And I'm pretty sure it's the minister of Canadian heritage. But nonetheless, it, it gets appointed on the advice of cabinet. So the federal government has a direct role on who makes final executive decisions at the CBC uh, corporate hierarchy. So it's it's just astounding because in, in every single way they fit the state-affiliated media category. Another thing is, like, we, we've seen CBC's bias, right? We saw it with uh, during the 2019 election uh, when Andrew Scheer was still conservative leader. The CBC sued the conservative party for using materials that otherwise have been used by the liberal party uh, on different occasions in different circumstances and contexts. But they decided to sue the conservative party for this same, you know, alleged infraction. So the CBC is just this network that's totally out of touch with ordinary Canadians. And and they're catering to the interests of a small, select liberal elite bubble from Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, which we've seen with so many institutions doing in Canada now. At a time when Canadians are in more debt than ever, and while interest rates are at record highs, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau advised Canadians to use their credit cards to make large purchases in order to grow the economy. At a town hall in Moncton over the weekend, the Prime Minister explained how borrowing money as a government is similar to using a credit card and suggested Canadians use their credit cards to pay for their tuition and home renovations. Here's what that sounded like. You know, if you're use, you use your credit card for the first time, you're using your credit card to invest in a huge flat screen TV home theater system for your basement. Okay, you know, that's going to be something you're going to be paying off for, for a while. But if you use your credit card to go back to school, or if you use your credit card, uh, you, you go into debt to uh, build an expansion on your house uh, that you're then going to be able to uh, sell your house for more, if you're making investments that are going to return, That is how you grow a strong economy, because quite frankly, confident economies invest in themselves. And that's exactly what Canada has done, and that's why Canada is looking so good for the future. And our fiscal path is responsible, restrained, and is going to uh, leave people with more opportunities, not burden, in the coming years. Canadians were quick to criticize the Prime Minister, pointing out how Canadians are struggling to make ends meet. Conservative MP Frank Caputo tweeted, Most don't have a trust fund. My family didn't have credit cards to fund things. We saved. A PM advising to borrow at 28% interest to build wealth? Journalist Alex Pearson tweeted, We have the highest consumer debt loads around the world. The PM's advice? We should just charge our way out? The Liberals' budget 2023 revealed the party's plans to push back balancing the budget until 2028. Canada's interest rate is sitting at 4.5% after the Bank of Canada hiked rates eight times in the last year in an attempt to cool inflation. So 
<laughs> Rachel, I just want your take on this. You know, what kind of advice is it to put uh, huge fees like tuition and home renovations on a credit card? I think this is terrible financial advice. I think Canadians need to be doing the exact opposite right now. Right now is really the time to look around and say, okay, we have crazy runaway inflation, the interest on credit cards, some of the highest that it's ever been. Really, now is the time to rein in spending and try not to get yourself into debt if you can help it because you're going to be paying so much interest on that debt, including for credit cards, including for home renovations. The cost of materials for housing is extremely high right now. Obviously, in some cases, you know, homes need to be built and people need to do additions and work on their homes. But I think a lot of people are taking a look at the situation across the country right now and saying, I'm going to wait on making these additions to my houses until prices hopefully drop in a couple of years, if not earlier. And I think it's the same when people are looking at buying homes. I think a lot of people aren't looking to own a home right now because the interest on a mortgage rate is so high. You're going to end up paying so much more on your mortgage than you would have to if you waited until interest rates drop down again. So I think this is terrible advice, and I don't think Canadians are taking this advice. I think most Canadians understand that now is the time to pay in cash for things when you can and to hold off on some of those bigger purchases. Even for something like tuition, I certainly didn't use a credit card to pay for my tuition when I studied at university. I had a loan from OSAP that I used, and unfortunately, once I graduated, the interest on that shot up very high, and I was actually quite shocked, and I don't think there was quite a lot of education on that. I think the provincial government likes there to be a little bit of uncertainty about how those interest rates work. So students eagerly sign up for them and they're not as frugal as they should be in university. And then they come out of it and all of a sudden they have so much interest immediately being racked up on their account. I think the Ontario government is doing it a little bit differently now, but that was the case when I was a student. So I think by and large, Canadians understand that if you don't need to spend right now, then don't spend. I think there's a, an interesting angle here of Trudeau providing financial advice because if you remember in the House of Commons, the Liberals were going heavily after Pierre Polyev for suggesting that Canadians should embrace Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies not too long ago. So do you think there's a little element of hypocrisy here? Certainly there's an element of hypocrisy here, but even when it comes to Bitcoin, I mean, Pierre Polyev came under a lot of criticism for that because shortly after he made those recommendations, Bitcoin did drop in value quite significantly. And the Liberal government accused the opposition leader of losing people's savings I think one of the things that people need to be aware of when you invest in cryptocurrency is that it is a little bit more risky, but already with Bitcoin, we're seeing that its value is going back up. And for people that have been investing in Bitcoin for years, they they don't worry when it drops. They say, ah, it's dropped, but we know it's going to go back up. And some of my good friends, whenever it drops, that's sort of a time when they say, oh, now is the time to buy even more because we're quite confident that this is going to go back up. Maybe risky, you know, I'm not saying this is financial advice, but even though there's certainly an element of hypocrisy here from the prime minister, I would say, in a sense, Polyev's advice is more solid, I would just say, with with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Maybe don't invest more than you're willing to lose, as it is still a bit of a risk at this point. Another thing I wanted to touch on, you know, this is a, a prime minister who said that the budget will balance itself. And, you know, he's spoken openly about how he doesn't think about fiscal matters. Now, I'm, I might not be quoting him directly there. So do you think Canadians can trust Trudeau when it comes to financial matters? No, I don't think Canadians can trust Trudeau when it comes to financial matters. I think we've seen that with the way that he's running our country. Taxes seem higher than ever. I am so shocked every single month when I get my paycheck and I see how much is taken off. And then I try to think of 
some of the benefits I actually receive from those taxes by giving so much to the government. And you know, it's hard to come up with reasons that I would agree for paying so much in taxes. I certainly would like them to be much lower. Of course, the government has all sorts of programs that it's investing in. I'm not actually benefiting from those. I think a lot of Canadians feel the same. So certainly we see that in the way that our taxes are so high. We see it in the runaway inflation that we're currently experiencing. Yes, I understand that this is a global crisis, but there's things our government could have done at home to stem some of their spending so the inflation wouldn't be so bad within Canada. And then, of course, we see it again with Trudeau's terrible financial advice about advising Canadians to spend more and to put charges on their credit card at a time of record high interest rates. So no, I don't think Canadians can trust Trudeau's fiscal record, and I think that they're very well aware of that. Alberta's Ethics Commissioner, Marguerite Trussler, has launched a new investigation into whether Alberta Premier Daniel Smith interfered in the administration of justice in relation to a COVID-19 prosecution. Premier Smith says she is confident the investigation will uncover no wrongdoing. Smith's office said in a statement, quote, The Premier welcomes this investigation, is fully cooperating with the Commissioner, and is confident this examination will confirm there has been no such interference. As a result of the ongoing investigation, it would be inappropriate for the Premier to comment on this further until the investigation is completed. Last month, the Alberta NDP asked Trussler to investigate a phone call between Smith and controversial street pastor Archer Pulowski discussing his criminal charges from his involvement at the Coots border blockade in February 2022. On the call, Smith said she's been in weekly contact with justice officials regarding the pastor's criminal charges. She also tells Pulowski multiple times that she is unable to intervene in the legal matter. Last week, Smith's legal team took issue with the CBC's coverage of the call and told the outlet to retract a recent news story of the call, saying the outlet is seeking to revive a, quote, manufactured controversy. Cosman, this story has been in headlines here in Alberta and across the country for a couple weeks now. I mean, indeed, if we look back to CBC's original story on this piece, that was already dating back to January. But now we're in the spring and this investigation is dropping just about three weeks ahead of the rip drop for our provincial election. Do you think this could spell trouble for the premier in the upcoming provincial vote? Well, you know, this morning I just had a quick look at the polls and it does seem that the Alberta NDP have a, a slight to, to moderate lead over Daniel Smith's UCP. So I do think that this is impacting people's opinions uh, as we head into the election. But, you know, this happening before an election taking place, you know, there's so many different dynamics that could change when campaigning begins you know, we've seen Daniel Smith release some pretty solid pieces of policy, particularly in public safety, and the UCP has picked up on certain attack angles like the NDP, you know, advocating, many NDP members advocating for the defunding of police. So I, I think it, that this might just serve as a temporary sort of smokescreen or attack angle. I think there is a good approach by Smith to embrace this investigation um, and even sort of call for it because should the ethics commissioner turn up with nothing, that would be a, a huge save for Danielle Smith. Uh, although, you know, the NDP might not drop it and they still might, you know, point that there's, you know, something stinking in the UCP, but they're going to do that anyways. 
That's it for today and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media. You could do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.